Listening to the Vince Quinn Show, weekend overnights on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, as highly anticipated as Cyberpunk 2077 and far more functional, it is the Vince Quinn Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We're back, baby! We're back for another week. A lot of things to get into. Big day in college football, naturally. Um, some pro football in the mix today and just, you know, weird stuff around the NBA over the past week. Is James Harden fat? Is he not fat? I don't know. Honestly, there's just so many pictures going around of James Harden and the shape that he's in. It's a fascinating saga. So there's a lot of things that I'd like to get into. And uh, by the way, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life, Rocket can. So College football has a lot of stuff going on right now, right? You have conference championship games that just got played. You've got a lot of fussing about the college football playoff. And when you're looking at the order, okay, there's not a lot of surprising things here, right? Alabama handles their business. They're going to be number one. Clemson beats Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame, it's their first loss of the year. They did beat Clemson earlier in the season. Does it change their standing Probably. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Notre Dame go from two to three. Clemson bumps up to two. But outside of them basically just changing seats, it's all going to be the same. Now, going into today, number four, Ohio State. Ohio State, who, by the way, as you probably remember, and on some cases you might be very heated about, is the idea that Ohio State had the rules changed so that they could play in the conference championship for the Big Ten. The rule was you had to play six games. They'd only played five. They changed the rule. Ohio State played the game. They win that game. They win 22 to 10. But here's the fascinating thing. This is where it really gets interesting. Number five. Number five in the country, Texas A&M. Now, final score of the game, Texas A&M. Handles their business. They win 34 to 13. But right after the game, Jimbo Fisher had a good deal to say. We play in the best league in ball. We got beat by the number one team in the country, who also had another superstar on the team when they played us named Waddle. People ain't even played it with him now. No team in FCC history has never lost but one game and been in it. The other leagues, I love them all. If we can't play in this league and be in the playoff, something's wrong. Now, that's a heck of an argument from Jimbo Fisher, head coach of Texas A&M. Now, obviously, again, I'm Vince Quinn here hosting the show, but James Graceffo is producing the show, and, and hello, Graceffo. Hi, Vince. How are you? So let me, let me highlight a little exchange here, okay? Because as the clip is playing of Jimbo Fisher making the case of why they should get into the college football playoff, why they should be number four, and mentioning that their only loss is to Alabama, James Graceffo, your response to that statement from Jimbo Fisher? Yeah, they lost by 30. <laughs> so so you would not side with Jimbo Fisher. You would not put them, Texas A&M, in the college football playoff. No. No. Because their biggest argument is we played every game on our schedule. Okay, great. Well, and when you had to step up in class, 
you got beat by 30 by the best team in the country. So, no, they shouldn't get in. Well, see, it's not I Ohio State's in. fault that, you know, the world basically ended this year and the Big Ten decided not to play football when everybody else did. That was the Big Ten's decision. Ohio State had nothing to do with that. Ohio State wanted to play more than anything else. Every player on Ohio State basically wrote petitions to play football this year. Their quarterback was chief among them. So, just because Ohio State played only six games, or whatever, it's six games, that should not disqualify them. Their conference basically sandbagged them. Well, and they yes. beat everyone on their schedule, which, by the way, was two ranked teams. Well, Texas A&M beat one. Okay, but the quality of the ranked teams, right? Because And that's part of the argument. Because if you look at this, I mean, Ohio State, one of those ranked wins, it's Penn State. It's the second game of the season. Penn State is garbage. They're also, in- Indiana was one. Okay. Indiana and, today they, and today they won, they beat a ranked team. And now they beat Northwestern. Northwestern's so, 14. So three, technically. Okay, but here's the thing. is they beat So that's who they play, but the Big Ten generally not that great. And you look at Texas A&M, they beat Florida. Florida ranked four in the country at the time. Still in the top ten. I think they're seventh right now. Like In the yeah. SEC championship they game, by they three. almost beat Alabama. They beat them by three. Okay. You want to go strength to victory, strength to schedule? How do you want to break it down? Well, they won. They won they the game won. against a better Unfortunately, opponent and played a better schedule. doesn't just say, oh, they won, so here you go. Here's a prize. They don't do it that way. Well, I know that Cincinnati would make the most sense Carolina. in the world. That would make the most sense in the world to just say, hey, you won. Here's this. They don't do it that way. But it's a quality win is what I'm saying. That's a quality it is. win it's for Texas It is. It's more of a quality A&M. win than anything that Ohio State can muster. Yeah. That's fair. But they lost when they had to punch up in weight class against Alabama by 30. And their biggest argument is, we played every game on our schedule. Okay, great. You deserve a trophy. Oh, I just, just, like When your biggest argument is you played every game on your schedule, that's not an argument. Well, see, I don't think that's his biggest argument. I think that's part of his argument, and the primary argument against Ohio State is they played all of the games on the schedule that they played, and so they deserve credit for that, which is a totally fair point to make. But uh, the thing is, and his argument is, I think at the core from Jimbo Fisher, it's that they played all of these games against the SEC. Great, you beat Vanderbilt. Throw a party. You beat Auburn, who just fired their coach. Throw a party. You want to continue to go down the teams that they beat? Okay, well, yeah, if we're comparing them to who Ohio State beat. It's right in front of you, I'm sure. Well, yeah, I'll pull up the full list now. But running through the list, I mean, there's something to be said for playing in a better conference and winning all of those games except a game against Alabama. So, yeah, the, the, the teams that they played. So, Vanderbilt, they beat Vanderbilt. They lose to Alabama. They beat everybody else the rest of the way. Florida, Mississippi State, Arkansas, South Carolina, uh, LSU, Auburn. Now they beat Tennessee, and, and there you go. So, 8-1. and one. LSU, a shell of themselves. Well, yeah. We, you know. No, we can but go down, we it's can go down the schedule better. and cherry-pick anything that we want. But Ohio State is the better team. And it's not their fault that they basically got screwed by the conference that just said, we just don't just deem football as essential as some other conferences, which is basically what they said. We're going to trust the science, which they were so wrong in doing when every person was telling them, hey, you know what's coming? More cases, colder weather, second wave. And they were like, oh, no, now's a good time we'll play when they decided, oh, everyone else is making money. I guess we should jump in and make some money. Yeah, 
The conference sandbagged them. Well, yeah, but they're playing sandbags as well. And and here's the here's the other part of the problem, right? Is for Ohio State. I don't want to punish them for the lack of games that they played. That's not what I'm here to do. And I was I was I for the last couple of weeks, I've been the guy that said, you know what? Change the rule. The the five games, six games to get into the conference championship game, it's a dumb rule. It shouldn't apply here. Get rid of the rule. Let them go and play the conference championship. And they did that and they won the game. And so they've been undefeated. And credit to them, they're six and oh, those are the games they've had to play, and they've won all those games. But the thing is, as nice as it is to win those games, and you don't want to punish them for not playing a lot of games, you also can't necessarily reward them for not playing games either. And so are those six games enough to pass Texas A&M and the nine games that they played? You know what this... What is this whole college football playoff when we boil it down? What is it? Um, In terms of what? Would you call it a spectacle, a television show? What would you call it? Uh, both, yes. It's, a, it's oh, an extravaganza so on television. It's a, so it's a television show. That they basically run rankings every week to pop a rating on on a network. Yep. Right. Who do you think is drawing more eyeballs to televisions? Justin Fields, who might be, you know, the second best quarterback in the draft, and Ohio State, and their pedigree, or Texas A&M? Oh, Ohio State is the okay. draw. So yeah. who do you think the committee's going to pick well, of those that's, two teams? That's that's a great point, right? Because okay. you figure they're going to take Ohio State because that games, is the bigger six draw. Six games in all. And all of the problems that they had to overcome this year were basically they said, we're playing, we're not playing, we need to make some money, now we're playing, uh, second wave coming, uh, we've basically not listened to anyone who told us this would happen, when we should have gotten games in, we didn't. So, it's n- none of this is their fault that the six games were the six games. No, not at all. And they don't deserve to be punished for that. No. They went out and beat everybody on their schedule, they, are, they deserve the ranking they have, and they deserve to be in the college football playoff. Period. I'm not going to say they don't deserve it, but if I'm picking one or the other, if I'm choosing between Ohio State and Texas A&M right now, I, I look at all of this, and, you know, I go with Texas A&M. That's where I'm at. I'm not trying to punish Ohio State. That's not how I look at it. I'm not trying to be the vindictive guy here. I know there's plenty of people who probably want to join the show right now that are vindictive about it and do think it's it's just generally not fair that Ohio State is getting preferential treatment. It's, it's not fair. They don't like them just because it is Ohio State. It's a big, bad program that's always at the top. So there's going to be a lot of spite out there. And, you know, if you want to talk about all of this, 855-212-4227. Feel free to join the conversation because me and Graceffo have been going back and forth about this and the college football playoff and expansion. And boy, I know everybody, like, expansion is always a topic every single year. We'll get to that in, like, 30 minutes. We're not, we're not going to do that just yet. But we've been debating all of this stuff with college football, and we're happy to have you on the show at 855-212-4227. You can also join the show on Twitter at It's Vince Quinn. That's all one word. At it's Vince Quinn. You know, let's uh, let's take a call. Let's go to Dan, who's in Baltimore. Dan, you're on the air. What's up? Hey guys, how you doing tonight? Great show. Thanks, appreciate it. What's up? So I was listening to that uh, the argument about how Texas A&M didn't step up to the plate when it mattered, and they got trounced by Bama by like thirty. I think the same thing could be said for today's game with Notre Dame. I mean, I think Notre Dame should fall clear out. They they faced a full strength Clemson team this time, and Trevor Lawrence just beat them up and down the field. Well, yeah, that's fair. They had DJ Ungalele last time, and, and it was, what, 47 to 40, I, I think is how that game went. So, yeah, the, the Trevor Lawrence difference is real, but is it enough? 
is it enough the the ten and one record, the loss today to Clemson, who's going to be the number two team in the country? Is that enough to knock them out of the top four entirely? Like, would you put it Texas A and M over them, the for reason, example? Well, I, I'm just saying maybe for both. I think like Ohio State's more deserving because if you put that argument to Texas A and M that they lost, you know, to the number one team by thirty, well, Notre Dame lost to the number three team by twenty four. Yeah. No, that's, so, that's I mean, fair. I don't, I'm not sure. Now, and that Texas A&M, that was a great argument going down their schedule. Yeah, they played a full schedule in the SEC, but South Carolina, not great. Vanderbilt, obviously not great. Auburn got rid of their coach. LSU, not the same team. So it's not like a true murderer's row of SEC that they went through. No, it's not the same as it normally is. And, Dan, I appreciate it, but you still they still won the games by pretty good margins for the most part. It's not like you're squeaking out wins here and there. And so hey, you you have who you have. It's still a decent conference. It's really the best conference that you can play, and, and they've played through it. So credit to them. You know, that's the thing. I don't want to take anything away from Ohio State, but I don't want to reward them for the lack of games. And, and that's the complicated thing about all of this, because when you're stacking up, the two teams, Texas A&M and Ohio State, again, for me, I get the the argument of, hey, now that Lawrence is healthy and Notre Dame got smacked, they look a little bit different. Fine. I would still keep them in the playoff. I just bumped them down a spot. Now they were two. They go back to three. But when you compare Texas A&M and Ohio State, when you compare the conferences, when you compare the, the teams that they're playing, when, when you look at the stats, and that's part of the fascinating thing, is Ohio State statistically, offensively, far better than Texas A&M, but also less games, smaller sample sizes, worse competition. You know what I mean? Like These are the kinds of messy things that you get into here, and it's such a unprecedented problem to, to have it like this, to have so much that's said about the lack of games played given the unusual circumstances. But... Another thing, and this is to Graceffo's point, Graceffo was talking about how when it comes to Ohio State, it's the ratings draw, right? Hey, it's all a television show. I mean, we love it. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about it. It's fun. It's fun to watch teams and debate players and talk about Heisman or talk about MVPs or all these different things that we do when we watch sports. But it is a television show, and what's going to get you the most ratings for that television show Ohio State or Texas A&M, he's right. Ohio State is going to get you more ratings. That is a bigger draw. But are you hurting the integrity of the game if you're going with a team that isn't as good as the other? Is the gap great enough that it hurts the integrity of the game? Probably not. If it's this close of a debate, maybe it doesn't. So you know what? You go with Ohio State, there's some rumbling and grumbling, but ultimately everybody forgets about this a year from now. Everybody that isn't a Texas A&M fan, you know? So that's the complicated thing. I will say this to Texas A&M's credit, because when you're talking about prestige, certainly it's Ohio State over Texas A&M. That's really not a debate. When it comes to football, it's one over the other. But you do have Jimbo Fisher with Texas A&M. I mean, we're talking about a guy who has won a national championship and did it not all that long ago. So you have a well-respected national championship winning coach that is the head of Texas A&M. Could it be that Jimbo with Texas A&M builds a really great program? It's only his third year there. Eight wins, nine wins every single year. He's doing a good job. And here he is now. He's eight and one. Is that worth putting them in? What what does a win do if they get into the playoff and they win their first game or they win the whole thing? I mean, given if they go up against Alabama, you know, you'll see how that shakes out. But if they were to win the whole thing, 
That ups your status, right? You have to get opportunities to up your status. If status maintains the status quo, then you've got problems, right? Like they, I would love to see Texas A&M get the opportunity. So looking between the two, picking between the two, if I've got to go with one, I don't want to punish Ohio State, but I don't want to reward them either. And I'm happy to put Texas A&M in as the number four team in the college football playoff. Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Notre Dame 3, Texas A&M 4. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. 855-212-4227. That's how you join the show. And coming up next, I know there's somebody that's listening, and they're very mad about all of this discussion of the top four because naturally, hey, Cincinnati, Vince, Cincinnati, Vince, Coastal Carolina, what about them? They're being disrespected. Are they? Let's talk about that next. Keep it here. You're listening to the Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. And we're having a conversation about the college football playoff and who should be in because basically, after Texas AM won the game today, Jimbo Fisher said, you know, we play in the SEC, we beat everybody that is in Alabama, we've played more games in Ohio State, and we should be in. And I heard that argument and I thought, you know, he's right. He's right. I'm with Jimbo Fisher on this. And so when you have to make that choice of who should get in for the college football playoff, who should those four teams be? And really, who gets in on the back end? Should it be Ohio State? Should it be Texas A&M? Maybe it should be both. And that's one of the arguments that I'm getting now. And if you want to join the show, you can at It's Vince Quinn on Twitter. You know, somebody hit me up and they said, Ohio State, they were in a 4-0 when Bama, Notre Dame, and Clemson, they each played eight games. Why would they still be not in at 6-0? and It's more like A&M and Notre Dame for the last spot. And maybe it is. So who do you think should get in? How would you change things? Would you change anything at all? 855-212-4227. That's how you get in at CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's sponsored by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at GEICO.com. Easy. Now, making this selection is not. Um, Part of the thing that complicates this is the idea of Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina. Now, I know there's not a single person on the planet that's more excited about Cincinnati getting in than James Graceffo. He is thrilled about the idea. Graceffo, you are so excited. He's got a Cincinnati Bearcats tattoo he just got this week. You're ready to go, Graceffo, right? No. (laughs) But come on, there ain't no. Or nine and zero now. I feel, right? You ever feel like you're living in Groundhog Day, and like the same or deja vu, where you hear the same argument every year. Yeah, and you just think to yourself, "Huh, is it me, or is it these other people that just don't get something?" <laughs> now, all credit due 
to Cincinnati, who you beat up on Tulsa and Memphis and whoever else in the American football, whoever they are. Good for you. You beat them up, you win. Good for Coastal Carolina. You beat up whoever's in the Sun Belt. I don't know. I couldn't name a whole lot of Sun Belt teams. <laughs> no. uh, you couldn't. I don't know if callers could. Great. Good for them. They did it. But here's the thing. For everyone that tweeted that, I can't believe Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina don't get any respect and they can't get in the top four. Hello? This happens every year. Every year. To any team. Like, uh, UCF ring a bell? Didn't we just do this? It's not meant for you. It's meant for college football royalty. It's not meant for the Coastal Carolinas of the world or the Cincinnati's of the world or if Indiana had gone undefeated or UCF going back two, three years. It's not meant for you. It's not for you. Now, if you want to campaign about it, go call your governor, waste his time. Great. Go ahead. Do that. See how far you get. But remember, like we talked about, this is a TV show. Nobody yeah. cares about Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina. Sorry. Yeah. Nobody cares about you. Now, you want to get in and you want to get squashed by, out like, say if Cincinnati was four and they had to play Alabama. Do you really want to tune in? On New Year's Eve or whenever the day is, and watch Alabama crush this team by 90 points? Like, who would care? After the first half, it's all a great story until we actually see the game, and then the first half is played, and all the TVs go off. Or, you know, back in modern times when you could have people over and actually, like, you know, be social and have gatherings, uh, you'd go back to the gathering you were having. You would not watch the rest of. Coastal Carolina or Cincinnati play Alabama. It's a waste of time. So now we're going to do this. We're going to expand the playoff to these bum teams. Like, they're bums. Like, let's be honest. Let's call it like we see it. They're bums. Uh, we're going to expand the playoff for these bum teams who, who one time out of 100 might beat the royalty of college. Like, just for the one time, they might do it. Great. Waste everybody's time. Water this down even more. And you know who wins in the end? The broadcast partners who own this thing. Who, every time they say, Man, I can't believe I get so much money charged for my cable bill to watch ESPN. This is so ridiculous. And then they win in the end because you're giving, you want more content from them. And to watch these losers play against Alabama and Ohio State and LSU when they're great, or any SEC team when they're great, you want to watch it? Why? Why waste your time? Yes, I, uh, well, on some level, I do want to watch it. I do want to watch those teams because you don't know until you know. If they do it for a while and they have it for a couple of years and these Cinderella teams like UCF in the past or, I don't know, BYU was undefeated for a good stretch this season. Like, that was some conversation. Like, like you look at all those kinds of teams and now Cincinnati. Like, you look at it and you go, okay, would they win? I mean, probably not. Do I expect them no, to beat Alabama? Not. So we're going to do this, Vince. Let's just get it straight. We're going to do this for the one time out of 100 where they might win. Well, That's see, what we're doing this for? I don't know that it's one time out of 100. It's also, one time out of 100. the value of them winning is pretty great. Like, the, the problem is they don't draw when the game starts. But if they win the next game and all of the buzz and excitement and the uniqueness of it going into the following week does do something for you. Like, you can't have Cinderella stories when you don't allow Cinderella at the ball to begin That's with. That's understood, but this isn't basketball. 
where you play every day and you can gain momentum if you upset someone. You have to wait another week. You have to have your tape reviewed. And you're going to get smoked in, most, in all likelihood. Like if you had to guess, and we were talking about this earlier, yeah. if you had to guess, how many NFL players do you think are suiting up for Coastal Carolina? Oh, yeah, maybe one. I, I'm not, one? I'm not going to tell you I'm diehard on Coastal Two? Carolina, but yeah, what are the odds? Two guys? How many NFL players are suiting up for Alabama? 30? At least. 30. You go through the whole roster so we're talking, and look back. Yeah. We're talking the, the two Coastal Carolina guys who are going to get drafted in probably the 5th to the 7th that won't make an NFL team. And we're talking about, you know, Nick Saban and the 30 NFL recruits he gets every year. Like, who needs to waste their time to watch it? Who? Why? What's the point? Well, there is a point. I mean, odds are they're going to lose, but if you get, you should, it'd be nice to give opportunities to everybody. At, Great. Like you, you, know so gonna, you know what teams. this is going to turn into? And we've seen it before. This is all going to, to some political spectacle where somebody has to get called to some sort of House of Representatives meeting or Senate meeting and testify on behalf of college football. And they say, how come, sir, how come? The Cincinnati's of the world don't get into your fancy college football playoff. And, which, by the way, they have no idea what they're talking about. Well, they're no, just, they they're don't. There, they're there to make a spectacle out of the thing that they're there to do and embarrass people because they don't know what they're talking about. So this is what it's going to come down to. You're going to have politics involved in your sports again, which nobody wants, and they're going to make it so that a group of five team gets in. They're going to make it. So they're going to make you watch this eventually. Well, see, they shouldn't force one of those teams they're in. Gonna do, they're going to do That's it. That's a problem. They're going to make them do no, it. No, they shouldn't do they're it. They're going it, to. No, they shouldn't. They're going to. They shouldn't, though. That's a mistake because a lot of times, I mean, you have a lot of years where there's a team like this that goes 9-0 and or 10-0 and or 11-0, and and for them to run the table like they do is fun, and certain teams like that should get the opportunity to play somebody great and see what they can actually do. Sometimes you might have a monster fish in a small pond. It can happen, but... To not give them a chance versus mandating the teams like that get a chance is a mistake. You can't mandate that those teams get in. But once in a while, and this only happens if you expand the playoff, because they're not going to do it with four teams. There's just no way they give up one of four slots to a team like Cincinnati or Coastal Carolina. That will never happen. We haven't seen it. We won't see it. But if they went to six, maybe. And like those are the kinds of things. We'll, we'll talk about expansion next segment. But again, it's not for them. It's not well, for Well, that's part of the that, problem. But that's what this is, though. It's a, at the end of the day. Elitist. This is all a television show for elitist college football conferences in the NCAA. This is all it is. It's all it is. It's un-American. And you know what? At the end of the day, the, college, the Coastal Carolina coach or the Cincinnati coach, who I uh, name escapes me at the moment, but they're all going to go on to brighter things. And you know who they're going to coach at the end of the day? Well, Teams in the Power yeah, Five, well, that's the thing and they too. all leave these kids by the wayside, that's, and they say, eh, thanks for your service there, Johnny. Hope everything works out for you when you're undrafted. Give me a call when you're playing in some stupid football league somewhere. They're going to leave these kids all behind to coach a Power Five team, make gobs of money, and then they'll end up in the college football playoff because that's what happens. Well, that's how it goes for sure. It, it, it's, a, it's a clear tiered system. And for Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, like whether or not they should get in this year, teams like that, they're just not going to get in. It's it's just not going to happen. And we will go through this every year, and we'll never see it unless they expand it and, and go to at least Great, six. because no one needs to see it. 
See, I I want to see it, but we'll talk about we'll talk about that more with expansion and all that on the other side. Also, I know we got a lot of people that are on the phone lines, and I'd love to take a couple of calls on this. So we'll we'll do all of that coming up. If you want to get in, eight five five two one two four two two seven. That's how you join the show. I'm Vince Quinn. You can follow me on Twitter and, and just reach out and comment on everything going on here. You can't get in on the phones, whatever. Hit me up at it's Vince Quinn. And uh, James Graceffo is the, is the angry voice on the other side of the line there. Uh, Anti-Cincinnati elitist James Graceffo. Um, <laughs> he's shrugging. He's I'm, like, only, yeah. I'm, I'm, only, I'm only a messenger. Yes. I'm only a messenger uh, of what, no, you, what is being uh, put in front of us. You're speaking honestly. I just hate you for it. That's all. That's all it is. 855-212-4227 is how you join the show. You're listening to The Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Vince Quinn Show, weekend overnights on CBS Sports Radio. And we have a lot of controversy with who should get in for the college football playoff. We've had some football games from the NFL that got played today. The MVP race had a little bit of an update. Aaron Rodgers didn't exactly have the stat line, but he did get the win. We're actually going to be having a conversation um, in about 40 minutes from now. We're going to have Marcus Eversall, who covers the Packers in Green Bay. He's going to join us and talk a little bit about the game and Rodgers and the NFC playoff race, like a, a lot of different stuff. So that's all coming up in a little bit. But odds are you don't realize the biggest story in sports this week, which, uh, Graceffo, I'm going to I'm going to give you one guess of the biggest story in sports this week. Now, if you had to, and you do in this case, I'm forcing you to, what do you think is the biggest story this week? Oh, boy, that's a tough one. I know. Yeah. I'm putting you on the spot here. you got so many options to choose from. you got, you know, NFL football games that were played today. you got college football playoff talk going on. You got James Harden's purported weight gain. You know, you got <laughs> Kyrie I, Irving. I have no idea with that. I honestly, I don't know if he's either massive, if it's camera angles, if he is in shape, if he ate himself out of shape, which Charles Barkley once actually did to try to not get drafted by the Sixers. He literally put on like thirty pounds in a day and went to the interview with them to be like, "Yeah, guys, sorry about like." <laughs> well, he lost that one. Yeah, he certainly did. Uh, you got Kyrie Irving. Sp- Spraying substances around empty arenas—that's that was big. I saw this week. Um, I don't know, Vince. You got me stumped. Here. Yeah, I Where got you going? stumped. So here's what happened, Graceffo. This is this is a big one. Lay it on me, Todd Gurley. Running oh, back. I know the, where you're Yes, <laughs> this is disgusting. It, it's great. Todd Gurley, running back now for the Atlanta Falcons. Like all of us, was on the toilet. He was using his phone, and he dropped his phone in some poop. That happened. He tweeted it out, quote, drop my phone in the toilet while taking a number two. <laughs> Todd, no. No. Now, I would assume if you're Todd Gurley in this situation. Now, I haven't done it. Just just to be clear, I've, I've certainly texted on the toilet. I think everybody has done that. And if you say you don't, you're a liar. That but- is a disgusting act. It's, I mean, yes, it is, but we all do it. Let's just be honest. So uh, I try to be honest on this show. Now, for Todd Gurley, because I haven't done this, but if you drop it in and it's a number two, 
do you salvage the phone? Like, do you try to clean it off? If it still runs, do you save it? Or do you think he just got a new phone? Do you think he was just like, oh, I just dropped it. I'm just going to call my agent and, like, I'll have a new phone Talking in a day. Talking about dinglings. Because <laughs> I would figure he just got a new phone. Yeah, I mean, if you're Todd Gurley and you're making, what, like $6 million, $7 million guaranteed this year from the Falcons and you got all this money from the Rams coming your way that they still owe you because they signed you to a massive contract extension and then, you know, your knee gave out on you uh, while you were on the toilet, hopefully, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, wouldn't you just get a new phone at if, that point? I think he would. He's got the opportunity like, to. Like, if you were an average citizen like me and you, would you get a new phone? Well, see, and here's the thing that... If you can clean it and it still works, one, I'm broke, two, I'm cheap, but also three, replacing a phone, not the easiest thing in the world, right? Like, you worry about, oh, did all my contacts come through? You've got a million apps to download. I feel like they have that to a science now, honestly. It's gotten better. It's gotten much better. Like, I got a new phone a month ago, and literally they plugged in my old phone to my new phone, and 20 minutes later, everything was there. Everything? Yeah. All the apps, all that stuff. Everything. Wow. Everything was there. 20 minutes. That's Wow. Okay, then. So, yeah, he probably got a new phone, I would guess. (laughs) Historically. cheap. Yeah, well, it's it's true. (laughs) It's true. cheap. That's that's the perks of being, because it's the thing. When you're broke, you're cheap. You know what I mean? Like, they they go hand in hand. Well, you know, you want to say frugal. Say say frugal. No, I'm cheap. Well, Uh, clean it up for yourself. Clean it up for whoever might be listening. Say frugal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you shop at some places that maybe you shouldn't shop at uh, to get certain things. And, you know, you just, you know, you move on with your day. You got some, like, frozen food in your freezer that might be expired. Uh, yeah. Because you haven't, you haven't thrown it out. Oh, my God. I had a jar. This I, I'm cheap. I, I've had, I almost never gag at anything. I went to the back of my fridge this week. I had a jar of, like, Frito-Lay nacho cheese that was... God knows how many months yeah, old. Yeah, you should have chucked that. Oh, no, I did, but I I almost got sick pulling it out of the fridge. Like, this thing, it was a giant clump. There was a giant, like, the size of your fist. Like, if you made a fist, I had a chunk of black mold in this nacho cheese that was that big. <laughs> it was so gross. How often do you clean your fridge? Not enough, apparently. Yeah, no. I thought I did a really good job. I try not to waste food, you know? It drives me nuts to waste food because, again, I'm broke and I'm cheap, but... I'm cheap. When you see things like that happen, you see like you're like, oh my god, it's like old food is is horribly disgusting. Also, dropping your phone in the toilet. Horribly well, yeah, let's disgusting. let's round back to home plate where we yes, started because this is important conversation. And Todd Gurley clearly got a new phone. Right? You would you would figure he got a new phone, but I would bet most people, and this is where it gets interesting. I would bet most people who have dropped their phone in the toilet. If it didn't break, it's just a quick wipe, and you keep on Well, plugging. now, like, all these phones are water-resistant, they tell you. Which, I mean, how water-resistant are they really? Yeah. But they're not, like, resistant to other things. You well, know? are they good? Would that be a great ad? Because I remember there was that ad with, uh, with well, no Lil one, Wayne. But no one wants to, like, put in an ad that, like... Maybe? We all, it's all, like, an unspoken thing that we all do, right? Well, <laughs> Once we start a cell phone company, which as a morning show, we have the power to do that, we start our own cell phone company, and then once we do that, we we advertise that if you drop your phone in the toilet, it'll be okay. 
And it's, uh-huh. and it's Lil Wayne, instead of throwing it in fountains and stuff, he's just, it's Lil Wayne next to a toilet, and he's just dunking it in the toilet again and again. He goes, still works. Now, what if you have, like, uh, that bleach in your toilet that automatically cleans your toilet? The blue? Yeah. The blue stuff? Yeah, yeah that, stuff. that, well, you gotta, we gotta get our scientists on that. That's Not all. Gurley definitely has that, right? That's gotta be fancy, right? I don't know. Is that a man, does that mean you're fancy if you do that? Is that I a degree it, of so sophistication? clearly I am fancy. Well, <laughs> there you go. You are a fancy guy. Thanks, man. Yeah. So, yeah. All, you know, the two-month-long beard says otherwise, but all right. Yeah. No, it's uh, – yeah, you got, a, you got a nice beard going on there. It's a little scraggly. So uh, I'm just curious. If you've dropped your phone in the toilet, did you keep it or did you throw it away? Did you replace it even if the phone worked? 855-212-4227. Contracts are a real thing with these phones, man. And, like, you're, si- you're signing your life away with a phone. And they're expensive. Sometimes. For a lot of people, if you're getting a phone, like, 600 bucks for a phone, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So if you're like, well, if I just clean it and I don't tell anybody, it's fine, right? Like, that's all it is. As long as you keep it to yourself, it's okay. That's really all it comes down to. So 855. You definitely have to invest in, like, these new, like, self-cleaning phone things have you that you've seen right I've, you've seen these i've seen it i don't know what that means what does it mean that's so, like we have buttons in the elevator here at the building and you and you hit the elevator to come up and they go it's a self-cleaning button or something it's like what does that i, I don't know what that means it's like, gotta be a gimmick well yeah it's a gimmick but like is it is it magic like how i just don't understand there's little tiny robots well, inside the buttons that clean. All these things have been invented clean. since march as you know well yeah and there's going to be so much more stuff like this that comes out Naturally, but yeah, I have no idea what self-cleaning means at all. I, I have no clue. So anyway, 855-212-4227. Rest in peace to Todd Gurley's phone. Now, here's what I want to get into when it comes to the NFL is you look at Josh Allen and you see what the Bills are doing this year. Now, the Bills, they beat the Steelers recently and you go, okay, this could be, probably is the second best team in the AFC, and Josh Allen is the guy that's at the center of it. Now, here's where things, on a very simple level, get very interesting for Josh Allen. Rookie year, 52.8% completions. 52.8, which in the modern NFL is disgustingly low. That is a gross number. That is, if you're not a first-round pick at quarterback, you're never playing again. 52.8% is a death sentence number, but Josh Allen made some highlight throws that year. He can run around a lot. So he had signs. They knew he was a project. They stuck with him the next year, 58.8. This year, 68.6. Josh Allen is passing the ball very well. He looks a lot better. And when you see this kind of change, you wonder, is it for real? That's the question. Is it legitimate? Is this sustainable? Is this a flash in the pan? You know, I I mean, in a funny way, you look at Lamar Jackson last year, right? Lamar Jackson, amazing, changing the way the NFL works, running quarterback, making enough of the throws. He looked amazing. Great record. You expect them to go against the Chiefs. They get upset by the Titans. Now Lamar's stock takes a little bit of a hit. Right now, if you're looking at the playoff picture for the AFC, the Ravens are out of the playoffs. Lamar Jackson, not good enough in the passing game. Now he doesn't have receivers, and that's part of the equation. But you wonder, will you see MVP Lamar Jackson again? Or was that a guy who just in the right year 
had the best fit, was a little bit ahead of the curve, and was able to capitalize. Like, is Lamar Jackson for real? Could I, I mean, at the very least, he's pretty good. Is he elite? I don't know. Josh Allen now, this year, he's in the elite conversation. He might get an MVP vote or two. So, is it for real? I think so. I think so. This I'll say it in this way. You added Stephon Diggs. You gave him a receiver that covered a lot of his problems. So when it comes to inaccuracy, Stephon Diggs has gotten open a lot. He's gotten the ball a hilarious amount. He's caught it. They've designed a good offense around Josh Allen that lets him get out of the pocket. He's good throwing the ball out of the pocket. And that should be enough. You know, the, the, the coaching staff gets him. They know how to use him. They put him in good situations. They've got the right talent around him. They went after that talent aggressively. It's locked in for a long time. And Allen just looks better mechanically. So all the things have fallen into place. And and for Lamar Jackson, to his credit, if they get a Stephon Diggs-level wide receiver and put him on the Ravens, it could very well be the same conversation next year as we're talking about Lamar Jackson as an MVP again. But... You want to see more from him as a passer. For Josh Allen, now you see it. It's been a lot of games, big moments, and it looks real to me. I'm buying the Bills. I'm buying Josh Allen. I think he looks great. It's not a couple of games anymore. It's not a fluke. It's not five weeks in, Josh Allen's an MVP candidate. It's, no, we're 14 weeks in, 15 weeks in, and Josh Allen looks like an MVP candidate. He's not going to win because that's going to be Mahomes or Rodgers, but it's nice that he's in the conversation. That's that's something that most people, even people who are fans of Josh Allen, did not think would happen. So, massive accomplishment for him. Now, 855-212-4227 is how you join the show. We go to Mo, who's in San Diego. Mo, you're on the air. What's up? Appreciate you taking my call. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not a Bills fan, but uh, this Josh Allen guy is is coming. And, and, and his arm talent is is off the chart. I saw him in the playoffs. He was getting chased out the pocket and he was, you know, kind of retreating, running backwards and he had to throw the ball away. And it, I mean, the ball had so much zip on it. I just couldn't, I was like, this guy's arm is, there's no throws he can't make. So he just has to harness it. And it helps when you got the better receivers and it helps when you, you know, get to know those guys like uh, Cole Beasley and stuff, so you know who, you, who you're throwing to and what their patterns are. And I just think they're going to – I think they're dangerous because he can run like the wind. He's got a – in some ways, he's got a, a better ratio than Lamar Jackson has. I mean, I, mean, I mean, Lamar Jackson is more extreme when it comes to how he runs mm-hmm. um, and, and how, how explosive he is. But Josh Allen's got wheels. But his his ratio of how he's passing relative to how he's running makes him really dangerous. And that's the thing. Like, Lamar's an amazing runner, and he's an okay passer. And so that's a complicated spot to be in. Because when they get down yeah. like they did in the playoffs, it's like, okay, you got to put up some points. you got to make some throws. And he isn't yeah. able to do that. Now, his receivers yeah. are generally bad outside of Mark yeah. Andrews. So that's going to make things tough. Like, if you swapped those guys, I bet it looks a good deal different. But... Josh Allen, for now, yeah, he is making the throws, and they have grown him, and he has made the adjustments. And so all those things come together. You go, wow, this guy is, is somebody that I didn't think was going to make it, and he can really play. Yeah. And, and, Mo, I appreciate yeah. it, man. Thanks for the call. So if you want to get in, 855-212-4227. By the way, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life, Rocket can. We'll take another call. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Jason in Cleveland. Jason, you're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up? Hey, fellas. Um, 
just uh, real quick, the uh, girly uh, deuce story uh, just made, made me think of uh, something. You think that's weird. I saw a video of a girl walking her dog. The dog did his thing. She took off her mask, picked up that stuff, and then put her mask back on. So, you know, Wait, there are... just to, like, soak in the smell of it? She looked at it and then put it back on her face. And I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say videos can't be faked, but I saw it. It looked... It, I'm shaking my head talking about it. Uh, anyway, we have to get a new candle made. Anyway, yeah. Colin from Cleveland, uh, just to touch on the NFL, I just wonder what the Browns would look like with Josh Allen with uh, Chubb and Hunt and the line and whatnot. I'd wonder what a simulation in Madden would look like if uh, they swapped those guys because that that would be something. Yeah, and Baker's come around, especially over the last couple of weeks. He's looked a lot better. But, yeah, Josh Allen is definitely better than Mayfield. It's not close. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, when I called in about the screener, I was wondering, like, uh, they're trying to bump the Buckeyes out or – you know, the the talk is they haven't played enough games, which is because of their uh, the people that sit at the table and say we're not playing for six games while everyone gets a head start. Mm-hmm. But um, how does a loss like uh, Notre Dame getting blown out and then they're going to stay in there? It's going to be a rematch. That's that's not good for anybody. Well, I mean, you get rematches, and yeah, that's it's not as exciting. But it's well, here's how you build it. You go, okay, the first time it's Ungalele, Notre Dame wins the game, it's a close one. This time Clemson blows them out, and you just go, hey, it's round three. This is the tiebreaker. Who's really the best team? You know what I mean? Like, that's how you sell it. Yeah. It's it's generally not as appealing because it's not new and it's not like this big time classic storied his you know, uh classic college rivalry. So yeah, it's it, it's not the same. It's not as exciting, but that's how you bill it. And ultimately, and here's the thing, Jason, this is the credit of why Ohio State will probably get in. The ratings will be there. People are going to tune in to watch Clemson play Notre Dame, yeah. even if they think it's a bit of a lopsided or generally less interesting game. They'll watch. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, I would rather see Florida play Alabama again than uh, Clemson play Notre Dame again. Well, yeah, that's fair. Given how things shook out today, I can see that for sure. Jason, I appreciate the call, man. Like the the Clemson out or the excuse me, not Clemson Alabama, the Alabama Florida game. That was a crazy game. There were so many points in that game. Florida didn't throw a shoe. It was a nice game, really nice, enjoyable game from two really great teams. And part of the reason why you could say, hey, maybe you expand the playoff a little bit more. You know, the conversation keeps coming up. I would go to six. I would go to six. That's my limit. Eight five five. 212-4227. I'm Vince Quinn with you here on CBS Sports Radio. It's the Vince Quinn Show. So see see how we did that? It makes very very good sense. It's great branding, all that stuff. Uh, if you want to hop in, 855-212-4227. Now, here's what I want to do when we come back is I, I want to take a deeper look at the AFC playoff picture because the team that isn't in tells you the most about how good the AFC is. That is coming up next. You're listening to The Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio.
You're listening to the Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. So we have an important update when it comes to self-cleaning surfaces and what that actually means. It's a major update. We'll get to that in a second. But first, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is 855-212-4227. It's sponsored by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at GEICO.com. Easy. So someone hit me up on Twitter. Because we're, we're going through this because it starts with Todd Gurley dropping his phone in a toilet and telling everybody about that on Twitter. Now, he dropped it not in a number one, but a number two, which is a very tragic drop. So for Todd Gurley, uh, we, we had to explore all sorts of cleaning that goes into the phone when you drop it. Now, somebody mentioned self-cleaning surfaces, which apparently this is somebody who I guess is in the know. They said, quote, nanoseptic self-cleaning covers on buttons use mineral nanocrystals charged by light to create an oxidation reaction stronger than bleach. The nanocrystals act as a catalyst, and the oxidation reaction breaks down organic material and germs. Now, I don't know if I understood any of that. All of those words individually, for the most part, I get. But that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, it sounds like there's science involved is the the deepest breakdown I can possibly give you when it comes to self-cleaning items. So there you have it, though. There There is science involved. Now, if you want to get in, again, 855-212-4227. But what we saw today, as you're going through the NFL playoff picture, You see the Bills win, right? Talking about it just a couple of minutes ago. Josh Allen looks good. By the way, the Bills winning the AFC East for the first time since 1995. 95! They haven't won the division in 25 years. And they just did that. So, major accomplishment for the Buffalo Bills. But what's fascinating is when you start to look around at not just Buffalo but the rest of the AFC and the playoff picture over there. Because, my goodness, how good is the AFC? That's It's as good a conference as I can remember. And the best case you really have for that is the Baltimore Ravens right now, not a playoff team. Not a playoff team. They do not qualify. If you had the playoffs today, the Baltimore Ravens, in an expanded playoff field, that takes... Seven teams. Baltimore's eight. Eight. That's amazing. They're eight and five. They are the eighth seed and would not make the playoffs today. What a division. What an unbelievably great division. Kansas City won. Then you got Pittsburgh. You got Buffalo. Some of the other teams in there. Um, You've got the Colts, the Titans, the Browns. A lot of really incredibly talented teams in there. And when you're trying to figure out the AFC and the tiers and who's really a pretender, contender, I mean, all of them on some level, contenders. Like, they're all... Usually you go and you look at a playoff field and you go, well, does this team deserve to get in? Sure. Can this team win two or three playoff games? Absolutely not. That's usually how a playoff race goes. I mean, you look at the AFC and you go, okay, 
somebody's going to win the NFC East. It's not exactly an accomplishment as much as you spin the wheel and it has to land somewhere. It doesn't spin and then detach from the wheel and fly off into the middle of space. So when you're trying to figure out, okay, who's going to win? Is it Philly? Is it New York? Is it Washington? Maybe Dallas? Like it's, it's not an exciting answer, but somebody has to do it. One of those teams, by fact, will make the playoffs. Do you expect any team from the NFC East to win a playoff game, let alone two, to be a contender to get into the a or the NFC Championship game? Absolutely not. But you look at a lot of teams that are in the AFC, and I can see a lot of these teams making a very competitive run here. Colts are a really good team. Like, Phillip Rivers, is he a little bit sloppy with the ball? Yeah, he, he can be, but he's been better about it this year. Could the Colts win a game or two in the playoffs? Absolutely. Could Cleveland win a game or two in the playoffs? Absolutely. Pittsburgh's 11-2. and two. That's a really good team. Now, I uh, talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I don't think they beat Kansas City, and we saw Buffalo beat them already. But could they beat Buffalo if they played again? Yeah. Could they win a couple of games in the playoffs? Absolutely. So it's it's just such an incredibly stacked field this year. And you feel like, okay, the Chiefs, they're probably getting the one seed. They're probably going to play the AFC Championship game at home. But who they play feels really up in the air. And just for the quality of the league as a whole, the quality of quarterback play that you have across the NFL, there's a lot of good things that go into that, right? It's it's not such a simple thing. I, I mean, these teams generally are a lot of ball control, you know, not throwing the ball 50 times a game, but... The quarterback play, the quality of the defense, the quality of the rosters, it all feels real. It's not paper tigers or anything like that. So it, I just, I really dig the AFC playoff field. Now, I want to go to the phones real quick. Let's uh, let's take a call. Let's go to Curtis in Cleveland. Curtis, you're on the air. What's up? Hey, Vince. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I guess we're going to have to go through this every year with just Josh Allen better than Mayfield. I went through this last year, man, when he went when Baker went down there in Buffalo and showed him who the boss is. We're going to do this every year, man. Well, yeah, when Allen looks this good this year, so isn't Allen significantly better than he was last year? They both are. But, but, I, but I think that Allen is not a crunch time quarterback like Mayfield. I haven't seen him deliver in a clutch like Mayfield. I don't think he can rise to the occasion. I think Baker Mayfield is going to do the same thing he did last year. He's going to go down to Buffalo in the playoffs, and he's going to house him again. Okay, but he's gotten to the playoffs, right? He's been in the playoffs now. Yeah, I think, okay. I think if they don't have Miles Garrett get suspended for the last six games last year, they probably would have made it also. But I'm just saying, that's a team thing. But I'm saying if Baker goes down and play against this guy, he's going to win. He's never going to let Josh Allen beat him. Not in college, not in the NFL, not anywhere. Yeah, I, I, to me, and, and Curtis, I appreciate it. He sounds like a, a Cleveland fan that's just backing his guy. Like, you look at Josh Allen and what he brings to the table. He's got better versatility. He's got a better arm. He's a better player. I think Baker Mayfield's a, a good player. He's good. He's not amazing. He's not great. He's good. I was a fan of his when he came out of the draft. Thought he was totally fine as a number one pick. Had no problem with that whatsoever. So I'm not like anti-Baker Mayfield. But if I'm taking him or Josh Allen and I got to win a game, I'm going with Josh Allen. I don't think that's like super sports guy hot take. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a pretty safe bet. So maybe I'm wrong on this, and Cleveland is just going to hammer me for the rest of the night. But that's that's how I feel. 855-212-4227. That's how you join the show. 855-212-4227. I'm Vince Quinn. You can always join the show on Twitter. You're listening to The Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio.
CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the Vince Quinn Show, weekend overnights on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, welcome into the second half of the show. Vince Quinn here with you on CBS Sports Radio. And if you want to hop in, 855 212 4227. That's how you join the show. We've been getting into a lot of different things tonight. We've been talking about the college football playoff. Who should be the last team in? Or or rather, who should be the last two? You you can have a debate at this point about Notre Dame. You could talk about Ohio State, Jimbo Fisher, head coach of Texas A&M. Pretty adamant that he should be in over, the very least, over Ohio State. And I agree with him. So, if you want to talk about any of that, 855-212-4227. But a really fascinating announcement came out this week when it comes to the NFL and where a playoff game is going to get aired. Now, I want to get to that in just a second, but first, let me tell you that we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need certainty of the home buying process with a loan that fits your life, Rocket can. So, it's a Sunday, playoff Sunday. You're sitting down to watch the game. You got your wings. You got your jersey. You got beer. What are you turning on? CBS. Hey, if it's an AFC game, you're going to go to CBS. NFC, you go to Fox. But now, and this happened last year, you can watch a playoff game for the NFL on Nickelodeon. And true story? Yeah, I know. It, it, it's a, Yes, it's a true story. True story? Yeah, and, and I don't know why you doubt me on this. It's a true story. You can Google it. It's easy to do. But here's the thing. You might look at this and go, Nickelodeon, this is preposterous. And by the way, the quality of the broadcast, or rather, the effects of the broadcast. Think of TikTok or Snapchat, you know, all the different filters you put on things that make stuff look goofy, people with dog ears and stuff. That kind of thing is going to be happening during the NFL playoff game broadcast, which sounds, again, insane. Who cares? Not me. Well, see, this is where you make a big mistake because you should care about this. I know. It sounds silly. It's an NFL game on Nickelodeon. This is dumb. Who cares? It's an easy thing to say. But here's the important question. Why are they doing this? Why is the NFL agreeing to have their games? And the NFL is very protective of their product, right? They're not going to screw around. Why is the NFL deciding to air a game with slime flowing everywhere, with all sorts of funny effects and probably SpongeBob floating around in the middle of the game? You know, halftime, and it's sweet, sweet, sweet victory. Stay in your lane. No, I'm a great singer. I'm going to stay in that lane. But why are they going to do that, right? Why would the NFL, why on earth would they decide to do this again? Why Why are they having a crazy broadcast of a playoff game on Nickelodeon? And the answer, they need to appeal to kids. This is the NFL problem. You have to worry about the future of the sport. You look at it now, and you go, well, they're the kings of the world now. Who cares? Because in 20 years... Everything is different. The landscape is different. It's changing radically 
every single day. Think about how much viewing on television has changed in just the last five to ten years. Mammoth changes. Just as big as when the TV itself was invented. Live streaming now. And what you get from watching games, they're on Amazon, right? They're on Twitch. That's where you can see football now or or all sorts of broadcast. Major shows are on other platforms. Facebook has their own streaming, right? YouTube, they have their own streaming networks. So when everybody has different ways to connect to an audience with live television, You've got to find ways to connect with kids. It's it's not a given that the NFL is going to be the biggest sport in America or the most watched thing in America in 20 years from now. It is not a lock. Enjoy today, but don't sleep on your laurels. I mean, think of the numbers of big companies over the years. Institutions, unthinkably large companies that have fallen by the wayside or have lost their status in the world. Right, You can be Polaroid and invent that quick flash camera, but unless you're coming up with cutting-edge digital photography, nobody cares anymore. That invention from however long ago it was doesn't mean anything. The Xerox copier is a wonderful idea. What have you done for me lately? Right, You need to have something that keeps you going in the here and now and 20 years from now. That's how a great business needs to function. A really good business can have a great product and be successful for a number of years, but you need to find ways to adapt. For the NFL, that's what this is. It's an adaptation. And if it comes down to airing games on Nickelodeon, whether it's just for the playoffs or eventually they're doing it every week, that's what they got to do. That If that's what you got to do to survive, as goofy as it might look in the moment, there's going to be a kid that comes up, And 20 years from now, they're on the radio filling in for this same legacy morning show shift that Vince Quinn solidified. And they'll say, I became a fan of the NFL. The same way me right now. I became a diehard. I liked football a lot when I was a kid. I'm from Philly. It's a football town. People wearing their jerseys to church every Sunday. You know, like that's what I lived with. So I was into football as a kid. I played it as a kid. But something that really solidified it for me and got me hooked to the point where I was an absolute nut about it and knew everything about it and wanted to talk about it all the time, it was video games, right? Video games and Madden specifically changed my life. That's why I'm here because I I really liked football and I absolutely loved video games and those two things came together and I couldn't get enough. Now, I I never play Madden, but... (laughs) That's not the point. It got me hooked as a kid. Can getting games on Nickelodeon get kids interested? Absolutely. And you should try. Even if they keep doing this for a couple of years and it turns out, you know, what Nickelodeon's numbers are and whatever kind of buzz they're looking on social, like if that doesn't show up because they did this on Nickelodeon, you might go, well, yeah, hey, broadcasting football games with slime coming out of the end zone isn't a great idea. And maybe it's not. But it's smart to try. And that's what this is about, is trying creative solutions to have young fans get interested in the game. Because here's the thing that I I find fascinating, right, is Randy Moss earlier this week claimed that he was the best wide receiver in the game. All time, he was the best one, because clearly he's not playing now. But he put himself over Jerry Rice. We will talk about that a little bit later. But the idea of people listening right now 
And for you as a fan, whether you're somebody that watched Jerry Rice through his whole career, watched the back end of his career like I did, or you've been a football fan for a long time, but you know what? As much as you've loved football your whole life, Jerry Rice has been out of the league for 10 years. You might be a diehard fan and have been for a while, and you've never seen Jerry Rice play. It's just been too long. You're aware of Jerry Rice. You're aware of what he was able to do. The cachet of Jerry Rice. The younger generations can hear Randy Moss say that he's better than Jerry Rice, have never seen Jerry Rice play in their lives, and go, you know what? That's wrong. Jerry Rice was a better wide receiver than Randy Moss ever was. And again, we will talk about that a little bit more later. But you get what I'm saying. Having youth understand the sport intimately, be diehards about it. No players that they didn't personally see with their own eyes is a big deal. It's a testament to how popular the NFL is. You need that. You need that. That is how the NFL continues to be the beast that it is. You know what I just got? So my girlfriend, Jewish family, we celebrated Hanukkah. I got a gift. What did I get? Ugly Christmas sweater style Philadelphia Eagles pajamas from the NFL shop. That's what I got. That's my gift. How do people my age, 20 years from now, get gifts like that? Well, maybe it's from watching games on Nickelodeon. Maybe that's something that helps them get into this. You can pop them on. And here's the other thing, too. If you're a parent, one of the things, this is this is one of the funniest things that I, I look forward to someday if I have a child, is the idea that every parent that's a diehard sports fan wants their kids to get into that sport, right? Don't they want it? You want it so bad. You're like, oh my God, I'm just the biggest fan ever of the Detroit Lions. And as soon as Billy's born, he's wearing a onesie and it's a number one Lions fan onesie. Now, Billy... You're a loser. Yeah, well, that's that's the life he's been born into. But (laughs) congratulations with Matt Patricia. It worked out really well. You're a loser. Um, But And so is Patricia. Now, if you look at it, Well, I I mean, Billy can't even, uh, Billy can hardly breathe on his own, let alone root for the Detroit Lions, but you want it so bad. And you're just from the beginning, it's like, all right, you're going to be a Lions fan. You're going to be a Lions fan. And then your kid is five years old and you take him to a football game and it's the first quarter and they're ready to go home. You know, (laughs) they're bored. What's on the phone? They're looking on your phone. You know, you try again at seven. You're like, here we go. Okay, well, last time, well, they were a little bit young. They were five years old. Maybe now Billy is old enough and mature enough to understand the complexities of football and why it's so great and why I love it. And I want to share that love. And they go to the game. They go, no, this is still boring. I want to go home. and It's the first quarter, and I don't really care. Uh, It's just football isn't fun. You know, did you see what's happening on TikTok, though? It's hysterical. And, and you lose your mind. So you want to get kids to relate. Maybe this is the step. If you're that desperate parent trying to get your kid into the game and they don't do it, you go, okay, well, you don't like watching football as it is, the regular broadcast. Allow me to introduce you football through Nickelodeon. And maybe that's something that changes the game. Maybe that's the thing that makes it click. But it's worth a shot. And that's that's all this is, right? Like, Graceffo, do you like this idea? What do you think of the whole thing? This is going to backfire hysterically. Backfire? How does it backfire? Not that it just backfire. Well, I mean, we can probably go back to last year and look up the numbers if we really wanted to and talk about how this backfired or didn't. But here's what the NFL is going to get. They're not going to get children watching this football game. They're going to get people in their 30s and 20s <laughs> who grew up watching SpongeBob Tuning in for five minutes to see what it looks like. That's what they're going to get. You know why that's what they're going to get? Because children have no attention span to do anything in this day and age. That's what they're going to get. 
So you don't Which think even with the effects even that would get the kids' attention? Even more of a ridiculousness is what do we talk about with Major League Baseball every day? Of how Major League Baseball somehow needs to connect with young people. The young people have lost interest in Major League Baseball. No, they haven't. They just weren't interested to start with because <laughs> Major League Baseball takes a very, very sophisticated or unsophisticated, depending on your eye of the beholder, uh, way of thinking. Uh, who is going to, in their right mind, sit there for uh, four hours and four watch a baseball hours. game? No kid. No kid's going to do no that. No kid. Ever. So, look, you could dress it up all you want. You can have all the effects you want. The bottom line is the NFL is trying to do this to get young people to play their sport. Because guess what's happening? Young people are not playing their sport. You know why young people are not playing their sport? Because parents have deemed the sport unsafe. Period. Yeah. End of story. And that's why the NFL is doing this. No, and that's They're trying that's to a find a way to get kids more engaged in football because parents have deemed football unsafe. Yeah, no, you're 100% right on that, and that is part of the reason. It, it is that building effect, right? You have the worries with concussions of young kids playing, of parents that don't want their kids to play, and they say, okay, um, I won't let you play, you know, weight ball when you're 10 years old like kids used to, like they did when I was growing up. Now I'm, now I'm aging myself doing that. Back when I was a kid, we played weight ball, and we liked it, you know? So um, that's not happening as much. A lot of kids or enough kids... You hear about they're not allowed to play until high school. They're not allowed to play, period. And so that's what you get. And for football, for the quality of the game, by the way, that's a big-time, long-term issue. Will football get worse when less kids play? When less kids are playing the sport every single day, is the sport going to get better? No, it's not, because your talent pool is is factually smaller. If you have less people playing, your odds of developing better players is not there. It's not happening. So you got to find a way to get kids to play. Now they're making changes to the rules and they have all sorts of conversations and trying to improve helmets and all these different things. Whether or not they work, I don't know. I'm not qualified to give you information on how to handle concussions appropriately. All right, That's, that's not what I'm here to do. But the NFL has to look at this and they have to find a way around it. They have to find a way to navigate this, to have a kid that even if he's not allowed to play in grade school, you know, at, at 12 years old, 13 years old, that they're still interested in the sport enough that by the time it comes to 14, they bug their parents enough that they say, yes, they need that kind of stuff. And when you're not playing as a kid, your interest is going to go down. Like when I was playing in grade school, you know, fifth grade, sixth grade, I'd wear jerseys to practice. I have Dan Marino. I wore that to practice. I was certainly not Dan Marino. I wore a Warren Sapp to practice. That's what I did because I had the jerseys. I loved to play. That's who I was. I was impersonating these guys. It felt good to do it. I would talk with my friends. They'd see me wearing a Warren Sapp and go, wow, look at that. That's pretty cool. I was with the Buccaneers. Well, yeah, on Sunday, they've got this game coming up. And like my friends knew because we all watched it. We all played it. It's what we did. So when that's going to be less and less of the case for the NFL, you got to fight that. You got to fight that somehow. And this Nickelodeon game, it's a little thing. It's a little thing, and it's a silly thing. But this is the kind of stuff they need to do. This is the kind of stuff that really all of the leagues need to do. I mean, you got to find ways to connect to kids. So if you're going to keep the game around, if you want to keep them interested, maybe it's Nickelodeon. Maybe it's not, but it's worth a try. Telling you, bud, it's going to be people like you and me 
who watched uh, Pete and Pete growing up. They're going to be like, yeah. man, can you believe they have all these stupid effects at this football game? <laughs> and SpongeBob is in the goalpost? Is that our responsibility now as a show? Is that when we come in, assuming I gotta check the day of the game. If it's a Saturday game and not a Sunday game, we have to watch the Nickelodeon broadcast and do the analysis based on the Nickelodeon broadcast, right? But I don't know, man. I, I'd rather not. <laughs> All <laughs> I'm, right, I'm, I will do that. I'm just I'm telling you that I, you know, if the game is on CBS, which it will be. Uh, I'm watching the CBS feed of the game. All right, so we'll, that's, we'll, that's just me. We'll cross-reference. Like, the same way you watch a show, and it's like, okay, I saw the show, but, uh, oh, well, this person read the book and saw the show, so let's compare the book to the show. Like, maybe we compare the Nickelodeon version versus the CBS version. Have fun version. watching the people on Nickelodeon as the sideline reporters who have no idea what they're looking at talk to you about it. Oh, well, yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be like, let's go to Crystal on the sidelines. She's going to be like, wow, the slime is really coming down, guys. Look at DeAndre Hopkins. He's just covered in slime. Meanwhile, there's no slime at all in the broadcast, <laughs> but they're selling it. Like, that's that's going to be what it is. It's going to be funny. Do what you have to do, but this ain't bringing kids back to playing football. I'm sorry. You got to try. And that's the thing. If this isn't it, what is? What do you do? 855-212-4227. That's how you join the show. 855-212-4227. And we can talk about that next. I know we got some people on the line that want to get on this. So 855-212-4227 if I haven't said it enough. Now, if you want to join the show, you can also do it on Twitter at It's Vince Quinn. Give me a follow there. Um, all one word at It's Vince Quinn. So we'll talk a little bit more about the NFL. How do they solve this problem, this youth problem? And also, let's talk about tampering in the NBA. We have somebody, we have a major case that is now being investigated with tampering. I want to talk about that next. Keep it here. You're listening to the Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. So, a little follow-up from last week. Uh, Graceffo, I don't know if you remember, we had a little conversation where I discovered that my neighbor was a Bills fan because as the Bills game was on, it was a, I think it was a Thursday night game, whatever it was, he, he, Bills are playing, and like every uh, Monday night game maybe, yeah, whenever the Bills were playing or, or they did something good, I would hear a scream from upstairs. So that was that was the idea. Is I figured I had a Bills fan living above me. Now, you questioned that, and you said, well, maybe they're just somebody that's betting on the Bills, and that's why they're having such a large reaction. I can now say quite clearly that that is not true, and it is a Bills fan that lives upstairs. I found out today there's no debate about it. Bills played today. And so this guy's a card-carrying member of the Mafia. Oh, big time. Big okay. time. Yeah. No, Josh Allen, he's probably wearing a Josh Allen jersey and all that different stuff. Is he he's, wearing the red pajama Josh Allen jersey? Well, I don't know. I'm not, like, peeking into his you apartment. You go upstairs and say hello? Yeah, I should knock on the door. Like, hi, I'm, you You surely know me. I'm a morning show well, host hey, on like, the like, hey, man, I'm a, na- I'm a neighbor, but, you know, I hear you're a Bills fan. Here's a six-pack of beer. You want to have a beer? Watch the game? Come downstairs? Yeah, start making friends? Yeah. Why yeah. not? I mean, I I could do that. That would actually. I mean, do you need more friends? I don't know. 
Some people feel like they don't need more friends. I mean, I have a hard time keeping up with friends as it is. Part of it is, here's the thing. Well, you don't have to have a hard time keeping up with this guy. You live upstairs from you. Well, yeah, but then, no, but it's another thing to deal with. I don't know, maybe, maybe. So you don't want to be this guy's friend because it's, quote, another thing to deal with. I'm not going to go out of my way to create him into being my friend. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to beg him to just be like, hey, I heard Look, you're you a Bills fan. you show up with a 12-pack of Bud Light at his doorway, I mean, I'm pretty sure he'll want to be your friend. I mean, it doesn't take that much. Well, yeah, but it also might be that he's a Bills fan, and I, and that's great, and he likes football, and I like football, but what if it turns out he sucks? You know what I mean? Like, I need more of well, a then, barrier. you know, you just tell him he sucks, and you leave. Because to knock on the door and say, let's be friends now, I know you're a Bills fan, is a very aggressive move, and now I've ingratiated myself to somebody that is a total wild card. Like, Why don't I, you slip a piece of paper under his door? <laughs> I, hi, I know you're a Bills fan. Are you cool? Please tell me that you're cool. Check yes or no. Yeah, right? Like, I just slide that under the door and go, oh, well, surely this guy will admit to whether or not he's the worst person on the planet. What could go well, wrong? Well, I mean, you know, you got to go into this with a more, more positive attitude. <laughs> I know I too like. much about people. I'm an optimist, but I know too much about people. Yeah, well, people point. are generally terrible. Like, yes. I understand that. I mean, yeah, they're awful. But, you know, so maybe, maybe Bills fan is a cool guy. Well, maybe, but unless it happens organically, I'm not just going to throw myself at his feet. Look, like I, This guy is putting himself through flaming tables if he gets the chance. He's doing a lot of cool things. Which is When fun we're to able to get together distance. again and we're able to tailgate for football games and we can see those scenes of people putting themselves through hell before they go into a football game because they're, you know, three times the legal limit. Yeah. He's doing that. Like, wouldn't you want to have a friend like that? Well, I, I'd want to maybe know somebody that could, like, get me in. But I don't know if I need a good friend that does that. Like, that's, it all depends. I need to know everything else about the person before I commit to them for that. You know? But I, I do want to go to a Bills game. Like, that is a bucket list well, thing for see, me. See? Now you got a friend to go to the Bills game with. Yeah. So, Bills, Bills guy. <laughs> there we go. No, We're but I just... calling him Bills guy. Well, he's Bills guy now because it turns out that, yeah. Like, I... Because here's the thing. The game was what on NFL Bills Network. guy was listening? Well, I, I hope he is. It, it'd actually be really fun. If you're a Bills fan in New Brunswick, maybe, maybe I just happen to live directly underneath you. You really enjoyed your Josh Allen segment earlier? Yes. Now, this is a dangerous thing because if he is listening, now, if he is, which he could, maybe, if, if he's actually listening to this right now, he's like, oh, my God, Vince lives literally right below me. I hate that guy. And, you know, like now my life is going to be a living hell because I've told somebody who lives above me yeah, exactly you're being, you're where being I live. negative again. Yes. Just don't be negative. I'm a, I'm a positive guy, but now I've gone down this road. This is what happens when you introduce yourself to strangers for, for no good reason. But he was it, it was funny because I'm watching the game. Well, I'm, I'm not watching the game, actually. I couldn't watch the game because it wasn't on locally unless you had an NFL network. And, you know, I'm broke. So uh, I, I'm sitting there. And you didn't have a cable login for NFL Network? I didn't have it. No, I, I've never figured that out. So The same I, way you'd have a cable login for HBO or If you just have else. regular cable, you can just log in for that? Yeah, you download the cable oh, well, company I app, done and then you log in with I, info you use Because I know it used to be extra, things. and so I just assumed it was still extra. No, it's just part of cable you got to try this when now. you get home, or you figure it out, man. All right, send me your cable login, 855-212-4227, or uh, tweet it to me at It's Vince Quinn. <laughs> You think so? I, I, I thought you were smarter than this. No, if well, they're tweeting the information to me. I'm not tweeting the no, information to No, I thought you were them. smart enough to figure out that, like, oh, the same thing I used login HB, to watch HBO Max, you can log in to watch NFL Network. Yeah, see, I assumed it was, like, a special premium no. thing. Like, I have Game Pass for the if NFL. The, I pay for that. If the person who owns that login has NFL Network, you're golden. Okay, so now I know. And hopefully somebody tweets their login info. Download the NFL Network app. Yeah. You know, you download the NFL app, you're solid. You're good to go. Yeah, but I I literally followed along with the Bills game today 
through my neighbor upstairs yelling and screaming at different moments of the game. And that's how I knew something happened. That's how I followed the whole game. I, you watch the highlights, you read the stats after the fact. But I, I'm sitting there, and I just, I, I'm watching TV. I was watching, and this was a mistake. My girlfriend put on um, the, the first Star Wars movie with uh, Jar Jar Binks. She put that one on. Mist- you have another room in your house? Mistake. No, it's basically I have a bedroom, a bathroom, and a and a living room. And when that's the Jar Jar Binks movie goes on, yeah. you go to another room. I discouraged her strongly. Do you have a TV in the it. other room? I do, but it's like you know, it's not really hooked up to stuff. It's it's not the best setup. This is why I live alone. <laughs> this is it. Things this is, like this. For, for the women who throw themselves at your feet, right. you go, no, 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 no. no, no. I've only got you one television. You want to watch the thing with Anakin Scott? I'm out. And I told her, you no. You want to watch the Clone Wars? I ain't doing that on a Saturday when there's NFL football on. And this is why, you know? This yeah. is why you can't meet people. No, this, the, this is hard. It, it, you're right. It, the, it has oh, nothing to do with my disposition or anything like that. You know, it's no. what it is. You're on Tinder, and they're, they're begging you. And they're like, oh, wow, you're, you're the best part of the Vince Quinn show. I would love to date you, and you go. No, sorry. Yeah, busy. That's, that's what that's what I'm known for. That's yeah. what they all say. Yeah, yeah. Dude, definitely. that was that was a funny thing, by the way. This is one of those things that I'll say because, like, right now, this is the cool thing about syndicate being syndicated is like we're on all these different stations all, all over the place, and there's people that work at a radio station right now, like whatever, wherever, whatever station you're listening to me on. There is somebody more likely than not that's at that radio station that's making sure that the show is playing on your air and, and the commercials and all run smoothly. And you might be one of those people going, hey, I run the boards. And I was in that exact spot just a couple of years ago. I was doing the same exact thing that you're doing right now. If you're running the board and just making sure the show is on the air. And I would go, because I was single, and I'd go, you know, I'm going to put I do sports talk radio on my Tinder profile. Didn't do anything for me. Nothing. <laughs> there, was no, there was no appeal of like, hey, I'm on the radio in a big city. And, and girls were like, okay, yeah, but how do you feel about Tiesto? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, it, it's not for me. And you could, like, okay, you bye. could tell people, hey, you know, I produced this national radio show. And they'll be like, I don't care. I mean, what, what's yeah, that? The sex appeal does not exist. Is it a podcast? No. 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 Is it like what you listen to when you're driving in your car? Sometimes. <laughs> Uh, you know, what, I have nothing on? for you. Uh, what is it? I, I don't know. You got to download an app if you if you're in this area. Like this is what you're telling people. Yeah, th- and you're like, never have I ever gotten anything like that by saying that I work in this business. No, this never happened. There's there's no sex appeal of being a sports talk radio host. It doesn't it doesn't work like that. So, um, sorry to spoil it for you, but if you're not getting hits on your profile right now. So, if you're 16 and you're thinking, man, I really want to do what this Vince Quinn does for a living, don't. (laughs) Run the other way. Run. Run as fast as you can. You don't want to be awake at this hour. Have a normal job and a podcast. Have a normal life. Yes. So. You don't want to be awake at this hour for very little money. Run away. (laughs) Learn the lesson that I should have. And this is our last show. I want to thank you for joining. If it this is fine great, I, I mean, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, we're we're willing to face the consequences. Eight five five two one two four two two seven is how you join the show. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. I'm Vince Quid. Um, this is the last edition of our show, but you can find us on Twitter. Whatever at it's Vince Quid. Yeah, why not? Um, I hope they use this for an air check. <laughs> it's gonna be the one time they listen to the show and they're like, "Oh my god, what have we been doing?" <laughs> it's fun. Uh, I have no regrets. I died happily. Now, same. Yes, zero regrets. <laughs>